Blog Talk Radio. Palestinian artist. I'm working to um, 
in Kuwait, I'm working in, uh, you know, in different places of the world. Um, I've been very much involved uh, during the war in uh, Bosnia uh, with the same, you know, with the same aim, mm -hmm. uh, because I really do believe that uh, when politics or diplomacy sometimes uh, fails, uh, music can do things that uh, neither diplomacy or politics can do, you know, in uh, in getting people together or getting people to know a little a little more one another. So um, after certain experience, you know, they don't see uh, the other side as the enemy. Okay, very good. Ad Vitam Records is A-D-V-I-T-A-M, records.com, if you want to check out the website he's talking about. Now, you, you've been able to do... Something I, I find, you know, kind of hard to believe with this music you're discussing. You've been able to get different religious people to get people from different religions, I guess, uh, that normally religion, see. political, uh, yeah. you know. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, people, people um, usually which are suffering from uh, from those situations, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and I find it uh, very interesting and um, and. Beautiful experience, human experiences, anyway, uh, to to get involved in um, in those types of project. So that's been you've been doing that for how long now? I've been doing it since the since the war in Bosnia. You know, I've been doing it really. That's when um, that's when I realized the the power of music, the, the genuine power of music, and. Um, so so my first experience was in Bosnia in Sarajevo during the siege of Sarajevo that goes back to the winter of 93-94 so it's way over 10 years ago nearly 15 years ago you know mm -hmm. and to sum it up it's it's these are this is a message of peace basically is, is uh, uh, in a nutshell right uh well a message of peace you know uh, <laughs> yes yes but uh, uh, it's more a message of uh, humanity, of understanding. Of, you know, I mean, uh, if, um, if if we all could bring peace just like with a snap like that, you know, I think we we all, most of us will be doing it. It's, a, sure. it's much more complex. No, it's just, um, for me, just a form of resistance to, uh, to things I really dislike. And uh, I really dislike... Uh, um, of the thing I'm seeing uh, in this world, you know, mainly violence and mainly um, people being in such a um, cruel and sometimes desperate situation. Mm -hmm. Well, this goes way back in your life because you had early on had re rejected some military papers. Can you tell me a little bit about that story? Oh, it's very simple. You know, I was uh, I was a student in uh, Beaux Arts in Paris in art school. You know, même Beaux Arts supérieur. And uh, after the uh, student uh, events of 1968, you know, obviously I was very young, and uh, you know, when you're when you're 18, 20, if you don't want to change the world, well, <laughs> then you're already at. So, uh, you know, I I just got into into the the riots and everything, and uh, uh, obviously. Um, People get to know uh, about me and uh, my activities. And uh, when uh, when I went back to carry on my studies a year after, I find out that uh, my surcy, the surcy is uh, it's uh, it's a French word. It's for student in uh, 
uh, you know, in university uh, to be able to follow the study without having going to the army at the age of 18. It, it was like that in my days. Mm -hmm. And uh, my CERC had been cancelled. So I just... Um, I just find it really, uh, really hard to take in. So I moved to England, and then um, uh, from England I moved to Woodstock, and uh, basically uh, it's uh, because of this that <laughs> I, I came to the United States at the time. You know? Did you have uh, any trouble doing that? I mean, aren't they? they, they no, no, because after I was uh, I was reformed. Um, a few years after, at the French embassy in New York, and uh, everything everything cooled off. Well, for for a while, I could not uh, go back uh, to France, or then I would have been uh, in some kind of trouble, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I manage, um, you know. I went to my embassy, I explained the situation, and uh, after a while, and different exams and stuff like that, I manage uh, I managed to be uh, reformed, you know, not uh, not happy for the military service so, so that was uh, so that was it you know right <laughs> <laughs> life is funny you know life is very funny sometimes because no question if that didn't happen uh, I don't know I, I might have stayed in France and I might uh, never have get to uh, uh, to to know all the wonderful people I met in uh, in Woodstock uh, and I'm, I'm thinking of Todd mainly you know mm -hmm. and uh and that's you know life life is life <laughs> sure you you've had a full one for sure do you mind if i play a little bit of jerusalem of gold and can you tell me if, if that's okay can you tell me some of the groups that were involved in this particular uh first in this project uh, it's been about uh, 12 group involved uh either israeli or palestinian and uh, if you play Jerusalem of Gold, that's a song which is sung by Rezi Levy, right? I think. And uh, he's an Israeli singer and a very good friend. And um, he's one of the first person who follow me in that crazy venture of uh, trying to uh, build up uh, that marvelous um, venture that is, as is still going on, uh, d'une seule voix. You know, d'une seule voix means uh, with one voice. Okay. So, so it's uh, yeah. All right, let's play a little clip from that so people can hear what you're doing now with this. Okay. Oh, she's 
good. There's Jerusalem of Gold. Beautiful song. Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? Yes, very nice. Yeah. Part of one voice. Okay, yeah, so and uh, Rezi has a wonderful voice too. You know, he's a he's a great great singer and great great player and great person too. So you know, this has uh, caused you to do a lot of traveling. I take it, right? Uh, yes, yes. I'm I'm traveling quite a lot, basically in the Middle East, you know, and uh, and in the Orient. Yes. Very good. Okay, so now we're caught up. I'm going to bring Wendy in. Wendy, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, and it's a pleasure to have the chance to speak with you, <laughs> Monsieur. <laughs> and uh, I speak. Bonsoir. Un peu, français. So please, you know, bear with me if I <laughs> have mispronunciations. But uh, okay. Um, something I wanted to point out is that there was a documentary that was made on the, uh, I believe it was the uh, tour, the French tour of the uh, with one voice. Um, performances, and it uh, received the Best Documentary Feature Award at the Palm Beach uh, Film Festival. That's right. You're very well well informed. There you go. Yes, yes. We won won um, this award in the Palm Beach Festival. We also got a Platinum Award in the Houston Festival. And now I think we are selected for... um, a very big documentary festival in Marseille, France. So, I hope, um, I hope you know, um, we we have a lot of success with that movie because it's a, it's a very, I mean, really, I'm I'm speaking very honestly. Uh, Xavier de Lausanne, who is uh, you know the producer of that movie, done an excellent job, and it's a um, very very strong documentary on. You know, did you see it? Did you manage to see it at the festival? I, I have only seen clips from it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, I am hoping to purchase a copy eventually, <laughs> as soon as I can afford it. Uh, well, we, we're looking for a distributor now, so uh, uh, I hope it will be distributed, and um, you know, in the theater and the TV, and obviously we'll, uh, we'll cut a DVD of it. We'll cut a DVD of this um, of this uh, movie. Yes. So you can't get it over here now unless you order it. From uh, no, it's not. It's not yet uh, at um, commercially. You know, it just uh, it's just being presented at uh, some festival, and uh, once we get a distribution, then then it will be available. But uh, I will let you know, Doug. Okay. So uh, when when it's available, I I know what we will do. Uh, I will let you know. You know, we'll keep in touch, and uh, I will send you a copy, and okay. uh, I'll send you a copy for Wendy too. Perfect. Oh. Very okay. good. We'll spread the word. We're good at that. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Good deal. Yes. So, tell me a little bit about your album that you had out way back when that you did with Todd that Todd produced for you. Um, you still listening to that music? Do you still like it? Uh, Oh yeah. Reflection. yeah. oh yes. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I heard lately that uh, I mean I started hearing a lot about it last year, and this album has been uh, re-edited mm-hmm. in uh, Japan by uh, JVC, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't inform me about it. You know, it's just a friend <laughs> who or some fan would just let me know, say, hey, you know, your album is doing very well in uh, in Japan. I said, oh yeah, which one? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
share, share uh, for me. Uh, uh, so some people send it to me, send me the you know the CD version of it. And uh, for me, that album is um, fun memory. It's uh, it's very good, uh, very good memories. And uh, yeah, I listen to it with um, with pleasure. You know, it seems, it seems very far from me now. You know, my God, I didn't see Todd for so long, so long. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. been uh, it's been too long since. A long time. Huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, but. Uh, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely would love, uh, would love to see him again. And uh, matter of fact, I just got his phone number not too long ago. So since it's gonna be his birthday, I will, uh, I will call him for his birthday. Yeah, it's a great idea. He's having a big birthday bash over there in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I cannot, uh, uh, I cannot go there because, um, you know, my. Um, I have a very uh, tough um, schedule, you know, and uh, I certainly will be in uh, living for the Orient at this time. But um, I definitely intend to um, to get in touch with him. And he's uh, a person. He's a person. It's funny, you know. It's been many years since we didn't see each other. My God, I don't know. Twenty, twenty-five years. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I have a very fond memory of Todd, and I consider Todd. Uh, Still a very good and very close friend. I love that very much. That's very good. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, nice uh, to keep friends, you know, from past like that and keep them forever. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, even though, even though sometimes, you know, you don't see each other for a long time, it happened to me, you know, maybe when I'm traveling or when I'm driving my car, to, to, to you know, to have thought about all that time. And uh, uh, to be to be honest with you, I've... Um, and I always say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get in touch with TR. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to, you know. And uh, obviously, we'll never do it. But uh, if you want, uh, it, you know, uh, it's like it's like uh, I didn't um, lose contact with him, even though it sounds funny. But even though uh, we're not talking to one another, uh, he's, still, he's still there. He's still, uh, you know, is one of those few persons you have on your side. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's one of them. Well, it's, it's not, you know, there's always friends like that where you can, Pick up the phone after decades, and it seems like you were just talking yesterday. Right, those right. are the good ones. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. How did you guys first meet up? Uh, it was in Bearsville studio. Actually, I was uh, I was doing my album. Uh, my sound engineer was uh, John Holbrook, mm-hmm. and uh, a funny guy uh, came to the studio. You know, we were in a, we were in a control room. And uh, he said hi, and uh, I said hi. He said my name is Todd Vanguard, and I said hi. My name is Froggy. You know I'm Frog, John. And um, we become friends. We become friends. And he said, well, uh, and, you know, he seems to like what I was doing. And um, he said, well, I would be uh, happy to work on your album. I said, well, uh, I'll be very pleased if you play some guitar. And he said, well, I will be very pleased if you play some synth on my uh, record. He was recording a Wizard of True Star at the time, and that's how we get to know each other. And I went down to the city. We spent some time together. I remember Todd was living on a certain street at the time, on the East Village. So we were staying together, and uh, uh, we become friends. We ju- we just become friends. I think uh, that's that's really all. All I can say, it's uh, so simple, you know, it's simple as this. We we just become friends, and uh, 
as I say, somebody uh, appreciated, and uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently our very good friends. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were very close. I mean, I consider. I, you know, I just, uh, I just like, I just like this guy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was very different, and uh, uh, a lot of personality. You know, uh, crazy enough for me, and uh, and here we went. And uh, we, uh, what can I say? Then after he, uh, you know, he um, he mixed my album, and uh, one day, uh, one day he told me that he wanted to start a group and uh, that he would call it Utopia. I remember where where, where was it? Oh, oh, it was in Maxis, Kansas City. Actually, we went to see a group called Fanny at the time that Todd produced and uh, recorded. And they were doing a showcase at Max's Kansas City. We had a very good night. And uh, um, by the end of the night, Todd said, you know, if I, if I start a new group, you, you'll uh, you'll be in. And uh, obviously, I said, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> what is your group? What, what yeah. do you want to do? Yeah. And uh, I think I remind yeah, what, what did I say to him? Yeah, something like that. And I said, why not? And uh, as long as I get uh, all all the synthesizer I want. And uh, I remember at the end of the night, uh, we took uh, we took the car, we went up to Woodstock, and uh, I, I Todd went uh, for a meeting with Albert Grossman. And uh, when, he, when he came back, uh, he told me, oh, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. So that's how, I think that's how uh, Utopia, Utopia started. <laughs> now, those were some pretty wild times back then, I take it. Huh? Those were some pretty wild times during... Todd's life and yours as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're young and wild, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty no intense. <laughs> it was, it was very funny, you know. It was, uh, it was very, very funny. We uh, Woodstock, uh, Woodstock was, um, you know, must. Uh, I realize that most people know of Woodstock um, because of the festival. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, okay, I could uh, say Woodstock. Uh, it's three days who lasted uh, over ten years. You know, because after Albert Grossman had his studio there, a lot of musicians moved in Woodstock. Todd moved to Woodstock, had his own studio in Minkolo, and uh, for a while, I just say for a while, it was uh, very creative and very exciting, and obviously. Uh, Kind of crazy life, yes. Yeah, kind of a crazy life. <laughs> there are so many artists in that area. Yes. Wow. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. What did you think about it back then? Todd was going to. You said you met him right right before uh, Wizard True Star, and of course, people. The story goes, were expecting something totally different from him when he did that album. Were you aware of that situation at the time? Were you a, a fan of the uh, something, anything, and then? Were you kind of questioning what he was doing, or were you helped pushing him along? What was the situation with that? You know, no, I was. Uh, I didn't knew. I didn't knew of Todd un- until the day he popped in uh, Bearsville Studio and we met. As I say, I was new in the states. Huh? I was new in the states. So one, uh, uh, I like. I liked uh, all the venture around the Wizard of True Star because he was building in on studio. I remember we were going together to Radio Shack. Where he was buying a kind of components, you know, to build his own mixing, uh, his own mixing board. I mean, 
<laughs> I'm laughing because something sure come back to my mind. I, I, I see Todd with his soldering iron and uh, uh, working on his, uh, you know, on his mixing board and stuff like that. So uh, I didn't knew, I knew of him before. You know, he just told me when he created Utopia that uh, uh, he had a tour with uh, Hello People. I think that's that's basically all I knew. But uh, what I thought of him, I thought he was a very uh, very funny character and very creative. I, lo I loved all the creativity uh, that um, that that he had, you know, by uh, looking for new sound, by um, playing differently, mixing differently. I mean, it was uh, this guy. I mean, Todd had a lot of personality, you know, and he was a strong character. And uh, for me, it was uh, we were on the same wavelengths. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it was perfect. It was perfect, and it was quite crazy, and that was wonderful. Yeah, I was going to say you were a character as well back then. Apparently, huh? I said you were a character as well back then. Apparently, uh, yeah, because you know, I mean, I, I really believe. Yeah, I mean, I had a crazy life. You know, <laughs> I mean, I lived, I, I, I lived, uh, yeah, well, you know, rock and roll, and uh, but you have to um, you have to understand that for me it was kind of a dream you know i'm a, i was a french classically uh, oriented musician very much into electronic music and concrete music and suddenly i find myself in the uh, in the world of um, you know rock and roll and uh, my big dream and that was a bit uh, what interest me with Utopia, I mean the first Utopia, because then it's been many groups, but the first Utopia, uh, not even the one on a record, the one with, um, uh, who was the keyboard, Dave Mason, mm -hmm. uh, the two Soupy Sales Kid, uh, Aunt and Tony Sales, and uh, right, Aunt was drumming, Tony mm -hmm. was at the bass, uh, yeah, that was it. we were five, five. So I was playing like uh, in a geodesic dome, you know, um, with a drummer over on my head. Uh, it was it was quite a crazy concept, but um, I really believe at the time we could introduce uh, seriously electronic music into the world of rock and roll, which is what we did. Which we is certainly what we did. did. <laughs> which what we did. But but yeah. then after he stopped. Uh, he stopped to uh, the group change, and uh, uh, although I stay very much close to Todd, I, I had a very hard time to uh, communicate with the other musician mm -hmm. uh, because we were not at all, not at all on the same wavelengths. You know, mm -hmm. I still wanted to carry on crazy thing. I, I wanted to, um, you know, to, to 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 go more into experimental uh, type of uh, of music. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, you know, um, I was not the manager. Uh, I had very little thing to say, so um, so I I just uh, at the end I felt more and more uncomfortable with uh, uh, with the group. But uh, that's not to say that I always been very much at ease with Todd. Mm -hmm. And basically, uh, when the group has changed and evolved. Uh, I said to Todd, I don't care about the others, you know, I work the synthesizer with you, I do treatments, and uh, I, I'll treat your guitar, I'll do all, uh, I'll bust my, you know, <laughs> I'll do all my best, but uh, I was only, 
uh, very much interested into uh, into what Todd was doing. I was not uh, much in connection with the other musicians, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I didn't like them or whatever, you know. But uh, they were not that interesting for me, or, or, or what we were doing stopped a bit to interest me. Right. When well, when when at the beginning I was very 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 interested. Sure, but luckily for you, uh, you had impressed Albert Grossman enough to be able to get to do your own work and then do exactly what you wanted to do. Yes, but that was before Utopia. Mm -hmm. That was before Utopia. I, you know, I signed uh, with Albert Grossman uh, to do my uh, solo album uh, before Utopia. I signed with Albert because he heard some uh, tape and uh, um, some recording I had made in London while I was in London mm -hmm. with a group mm -hmm. called Babascolai. So that what uh, that's what I think impressed Albert, and uh, I met Todd. Um, why why I was doing M Frog, you know? So some people told me, oh, the worst thing which happened to you is uh, for you to be a part of Utopia because uh, that was not what you were supposed to do, etc. I don't believe this, you know. I just uh, you know happened what happened. And uh, I, I really enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed all the time I spent, uh, uh, as I said earlier, uh, working working with TR. You know, for the rest, it's just work and all. And on the side, I've been recording uh, a lot of uh, different albums. You know, mm -hmm. uh, obviously uh, very much uh, electronic music oriented. Uh, so uh, so no, everything was okay. You know, life is life, and. Uh, sure. So you, the timeline is you came in seven. So that, that album came out in '73. Then Improv. Yes. Is that yes. about right? And then you were with Utopia starting. In, it was '74. Yes. Yes. Okay, right. So right you. after. Yeah. Right after. Actually, I think Todd uh, uh, took the decision to uh, uh, to start to start a new group uh, while we were still working. I think. Uh, uh, finalizing uh, or M-Frog or just around the time of the mastering of the album, you know, everything was very much, uh, uh, you know, like like a puzzle, you know. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. I'm gonna let Wendy chime in. I know she wants to do that. We also have uh, Bill, I think, is on hold as well. But you, you've probably been asked this a million times, and I apologize. So information on you is very hard to get. So I'm curious about your nickname, where that came from, and also what. Uh, why the color of your hair? You decided to go with the color green. Yeah. There's lots of colors, so I don't know why green was the pick. Okay, okay. Hello, uh, my nickname, uh, Mr. Frog. Uh, Albert Grossman gave it to me. Albert Grossman said, "Well, uh, we're gonna call you Maestro Frog," and I said to mm -hmm. Albert, "No, Mr. Frog will be enough, you know." <laughs> so that's how we started because Albert Grossman was a. A very tough manager, a very strong personality too. But he, he had uh, he had uh, quite quite a funny sense of humor, you mm -hmm. know. So uh, so, so that's for uh, Mr. Frog. And uh, the color of my hair I used at the time to have long hair, a typical like uh, French Gaulois mustache, you know everything. And Todd, uh, Todd went to London and he come back and he he had hair with different color. And he said uh, he said, well, you know. Uh, we have we have to have a look. I'm talking about the first Utopia. Uh, it would be good if we had a really, uh, you know, if we if we go crazy uh, as far our, um, our look on stage and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just turned out naturally. He said, uh, "Well, 
what about, uh, you, could you consider to dye your hair? I said, well, I don't give a damn. That could be funny. Uh, but uh, I want to go all the way. You know, if we do this, we have to go all the way. Or then it's no point to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so so I remember uh, I just went, had my hair uh, cut differently, and we went to... Uh, we went to New York, and uh, I remember even the hair salon. It was uh, like a famous hair salon at the time called Antenna. And they said, uh, what do you want to do? I said, well, I'm a frog now. So if I'm a frog, i, I got to be green. So I want my hair to be green, fully green. And they thought, uh, they thought, uh, I, was, uh, they thought I was crazy. And... Um, I came back. I came back to Woodstock, and I was a green head. Uh, so Todd, Todd really <laughs> said, "Well, you went all the way." I said, "Yeah, sure." And uh, my son, my son, uh, still uh, talk about it. You know, <laughs> so, oh, when I've seen you, Dad, when you come back and mm-hmm. you had green hair, I didn't know what to make up of this. You know, I don't. I didn't know what to think of this. And then everybody plays a game in uh, in that uh, first utopia. You know. Tony Sell had his hair totally pink. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, brother Hunt was like a skunk, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had a little hard time to dye uh, to dye the hair of Dave Mason, but we managed. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought it was kind of uh, yeah. uh, alright. Uh, Bill is on the line. Uh, he's got a question about Dave. Okay. Well, the effect the effect of the green hair paid off, but the the um, uh, I understand Albert gave you the nickname Frog, but was there any specific reason that he did that? Oh yes, because you know I think the the nickname for the French people in uh, in uh, in in America or in England is two colors froggy because we eat frog legs, you know. Yeah. So so the the Brits uh, or or the Yanks to say colors frogs, right? Mm-hmm. Like we call the like we call the Brits slimies sometimes, you know, or American <laughs> Yankees. So, so that's why it's as simple as that. As uh, you know, no, no big thing behind it. And I thought it was funny. That is very good. Okay, Bill Bricker's on line with us. Bill, you're talking to Frog Lobot on Rungman Radio. Hey, I'm Frog. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm really, really excited to talk to you. I've uh, been relishing the opportunity to tell you how great I think the M Frog album is. Well, and now that I've now that I've learned more about a little bit more about it, just hearing about how you already had that deal coming into Bearsville, I'm impressed even more. Um, and I don't know, not too many people have an opportunity to listen to that album. I know it's available now. I can see on Amazon, but it costs something like fifty dollars. So well, it's, it's I, I love to uh, see I love to see some royalties on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Check it out. But I can recommend it to people. Anybody who likes uh, Todd's album, A Wizard, A True Star, uh, is going to love him, Frog. So, and I, 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 you've answered several of my questions already, uh, like what does the M stand for? Now we know it's Maestro. Um, and you've met Alvin Grossman. But the person that you might be able to make a link to is you've mentioned Dave Mason. And there's a, a famous recording artist in America named Dave Mason, but it's not that one. It's another no, person it's not named that Dave one. Mason. It's right. another day. So, do you have what was his background, and do you have any idea where he is now? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, matter of fact, when the first uh, group uh, split, you know, when the first uh, Utopia blew up, I could say, or disappeared, 
we never heard, and I never heard uh, from uh, Dave again. Uh, when I was in Los Angeles, I managed uh, some time to hear about Aunt Anthony, you know, I've seen Aunt Anthony for a while, but I never, ever heard again about uh, Dave. That's funny. Yeah. What, was his, what was his connection to the band? How did he come to come into the band? Uh, I think I think Todd uh, Todd knew him, and uh, he was a fine he was a fine keyboard player, and he he was a bit um, I, I would say he was uh, much more laid back and a lot less crazy than uh, uh, Todd and uh, Tony and myself were because we were total lunatics at the time. So he was like a very cool uh, uh, very cool fellow. And um, but he was he was doing his job pretty well. He was doing his job pretty well, and, uh, and you know, life as, I'm, as I said, your life is funny sometimes. And I never I never heard of him anymore. I never heard of him. Maybe he went back into another scene or something like that. I don't know. Well, the um, he's got a, a partial songwriting credit on the Utopia theme. Yes. And yes. could you recall what particular, if you can, what particular segment he might have contributed to? Not I know really. that's a tough one. That's a long song. Yeah, no, it's a tough one because we were we were working um, very much as a group. So everybody everybody come up uh, with an idea, you know, uh, uh, you know, like in every group, uh, maybe uh, the bass player will come with a riff, with a groove, and uh, uh, Todd has uh, an idea of what he should sound like and what he wanted, and Dave might have pulled some uh, his part, his keyboard part into it. Uh, he was, uh, as you can hear it on a record, because we saved that part with the second Utopia, it was, uh, was a sequence, uh, so it was a lot of... Uh, Synthesizer treatment and uh, electronic music at the time involved in that, uh, you know, that first concept. So I'm, I'm very sorry, but I cannot answer that question because we done it into, um, you know, different rehearsal. Uh, I remember one day, uh, one day I walked back in the studio and uh, Todd told me, "Oh, we got, we got the same song. We got the same song. It's called." Uh, uh, you know, uh, the Utopia theme. I say, oh, great, okay, let's listen to it. And uh, so I really didn't know who worked on it or what is a part of every specific musician. I think it was more a general idea that, uh, you know, the musician worked on it, obviously, <laughs> obviously under that direction anyway. Hey, we've got somebody that maybe will answer some of those questions. We've got a call from California. Hello. Hello. It's Tony. Tony, Tony, what's going Tony. on? Tony! <laughs> hey, what do you mean, Tony? It's Tony, Johnny. How are you doing, man? The skunk? <laughs> what? No, this the is skunk? The, no, that's Hunt. Hunt, Hunt! No, no, this is Tony. Tony Sales. Tony Sales? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tony, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Well, I'm I, good. I can't believe this. Oh, <laughs> I wow. That's I haven't spoken. I haven't spoken with you in what twenty years. Over twenty years, Tony. It was it was back in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Long time. Long time. What are you doing, Tony? Um, what am I doing right now, or what am I doing in general? 
I mean, uh, uh, day after tomorrow, the Sales Brothers Hired Guns CD is released. And uh, so that's what I'm up to at the moment. So you, you're, still, you're still playing with Hunt? Well, we, now this is a special project. This is songs that we've written and recorded over the last 28 years. It's, it's, it's really a special thing. I, I haven't seen anybody do this, you know, and I'm really very, very excited about it. Uh, this, these are songs that uh, Hunt and I had a 12-piece group. We had a five-piece horn section, oh, and, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, the, the Tower of Power horns were our horn section. And uh -huh. uh, uh, so we did this one gig at a, a club that no longer exists called the Starwood in Los Angeles. And on the third night, I was in a car accident that uh, they found me dead with a stick shift through my chest and um Hello. and it, it was all over for me you know and uh I, they took me to cedar sinai hospital where i was operated on for like 21 hours and uh, i was in a coma for a few weeks and uh i i came out i, was, I guess it was a resurrection i had and uh, That's incredible. uh so since then uh, we've done all kinds of stuff you know and then i uh, formed pin machine with bowie And uh, I played with Harry Dean Stanton for a while, Slim Jim Phantom, and the Stray Cats, Skunk Baxter. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff, you know. That's incredible. That's incredible, Tony. Well, thanks God you're alive. Thanks God you're thank, alive. Thank, thank Crazy you, man. Crazy, Tony. Tony, you got an improv story you can share with us, something funny from back in the day that you remember? I have a I have a what story? Uh, do you have a funny story from back in the day on Mr. Frog that you can share? Um, oh, I just remember that he we had this uh, geodesic dome that we used <laughs> that that Hunt set the, his drums on top of. It was an eight foot high dome, and Hunt was sitting up eight feet high. But Johnny's <laughs> Johnny Labat was inside the dome playing synthesizers, you know, and so he's 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 playing inside this thing, and he couldn't get out. <laughs> oh he, yeah! We shut the door and he couldn't get out. There was no way he could get out, so he had to play. <laughs> <laughs> and, and since we don't speak French, we couldn't understand what he was saying anyway. So we couldn't. We didn't let him out. I, mean, mm -hmm. I don't remember too many other. This uh, is uh, that, that's what they got Spinal Tap from too, as well. That, that same <laughs> spinal Tap, possibly. Yeah. I remember, I remember that funny day where you remember we had a dry ice on a stage, and I had a fan uh, to be able to be able to breathe. You remember that day? Yes, I, and yes, all yes. the dry ice uh, <laughs> pour into my geodesic dome, you know, and I was and I was suffocating in there, you know, right? And and I could not get out because and we couldn't hear you. Yeah, and you could hear me because it was sunproof, obviously. And yeah, I remember. Yes, that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Actually, you just got out recently, didn't you? Huh? <laughs> you just you just escaped <laughs> recently, didn't you? <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, that's great, Tony. Uh, shit, I mean, I don't know, but uh, we we gotta we gotta get in touch. Do you have a, a, an email? I could uh, I could. Yes, Doug, Doug has I'll all my stuff. You. Sure. Mm -hmm. Doug has Doug it. Has all Doug has okay, it, yeah. so I will, I will ask Doug. Doug. 
Uh, we cannot do it on a radio, but uh, give Doug your phone number, and I'll give Doug. Doug has my phone too, so yeah, uh, we can uh, we can definitely we can, uh, we need we need to see one another again, man. That's gonna absolutely, be absolutely. Uh, and I love to see I love to see Hunt. You know, Hunt lives in Austin, Texas. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, uh, are you coming to Los Angeles soon? Uh, listen. Um, it's a too long of a story, you know. My life has totally changed. You know, I went oh, back. Sure. You know, I went back to uh, I went back to France. I, I went back to classical music. I uh, I've done a lot of um, uh, production, mainly in uh, classical organ music, and uh, and then after, well, you know, uh, well, most most of what happened to me is on my website, you know. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's. Uh, Oh, I thought you went back to classic rock. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and no, but what uh, what what's so funny is uh, those the time, the wonderful time we had together. I still, uh, you know. The, oh man, I, I love you, Jean. We we had a lot of laughs. We have a lot of laughs, man. Uh, we had a lot of laughs. Yes, we yes. Dug, We used to hang out at a place called Beanie's in Woodstock. Oh, you remember? Yes, yes. And and we would go, we'd rehearse, and we'd go to Beanie's and just rip it up. I mean, Robbie Robertson was there, uh, Garth Hudson, Rick uh, Danko, uh, Rick Danko, and, yeah. and uh, I mean everybody. It was it was really a trip up there, and. Mm. Uh, it, it was it was quite a scene. This this uh, restaurant had, it was the, was the meeting place in in Bearsville, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Johnny's and, and myself, we 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 got stinking uh, drunk a lot of times, you know. Two times. It was, huh? it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We were we yeah. were a little crazy at the time too, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. You think? <laughs> Thank. I, 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 yeah, I got crazy. I, I've, uh, though I haven't, I don't drink any longer. I haven't had a drink in over twenty-four years. Wow. But, Bravo, but, uh, you, you know something funny? I'm not drinking since uh, I quit drinking in '89. So '90, oh, I stopped total, totally, totally everything. Uh, not only drinks, but drugs, everything, and yeah. Uh, I, I quit. I quit everything. My God, it's uh, 28 years now. That's fantastic. Hey, we got another surprise caller in here, Hunt. How you doing? No, 18 Try. years. Yeah, 18 years. 18 years straight. No, right. no booze, nothing. You know. That's great, man. All I do is rob banks now. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, Paul, we got Hunt on the line as well. Hunt, how you doing? Hey, bud. How's it going? It's good. How you doing? Good. Hello. Hey, how are you? Fine, thank you. Been a lot it's of Johnny, years. Huh? <laughs> I know. I, you know, it brought to mind that night in the bathroom in Cleveland with Susan Lee. Yeah. <laughs> you know that uh, he could have, uh, you could have been a stand-in for John Holmes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, how are you doing, Aunt? I'm everyone I can. Um, are you living in? America or back in France or what? Uh, I'm back. I'm back in France. Yes. I'm sorry to I'm hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, how have you been? Hey, now listen, Johnny. Do you really think Jerry Lewis is a genius? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that? <laughs> I, I do you really? <laughs> <laughs> listen, 
I didn't get your question. That's okay. <laughs> um, so how have you been? Good, good, good. You know, uh, a lot of, oh my God, how can we, uh, in a few minutes, how, I don't know. I've, I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of interesting things. You know, I'm, um, I'm crazy. Like you remember, we are crazy, our songs. <laughs> well, you we know, are, you know, well, you know, you and me and Tony have something in common. Yes. <laughs> We're alive. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think about you, not much, but I think about you. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, so what are you doing now? Um, playing music, having kids. Yeah. Paying for kids I've had, and just enjoying life. That's, oh, that's yeah, Tony, I've got kids too. Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yes. I'm here. Yes. So uh, you're you're back you're back in France now, or, or oh yeah, I, I came back I came back to France in the eighties, you know, at uh, at the end of the eighties, and yeah. uh, then I got into um, you know classical music production, organ music. I developed uh, with uh, Johnny. You maybe you remember John Oldbrook, my friend, the British engineer. Yeah. We de- we developed a very good. Uh, Sound recording system, and uh, I got uh, I got involved in sound recording and done a lot of uh, classical recording, you know, mainly organ music, and uh, now I'm um, you know I'm a producer for a label called uh, Advitam Advitam Records. You should uh, uh, I don't know if you want to know. <laughs> I mean, it might be simple for you to go to um, to our site. You know, it's okay. uh, AD. Advitam and then you know uh, dash records dot com. Donc Advitam dot Advitam, you know the little lines, the little iPhone, little iPhone, Advitam dot com, and uh, then there are a few things about uh, all the crazy thing I did since uh, you know uh, Uganda, from Uganda to uh, Bosnia to. Uh, to the Middle East and I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, good. but <laughs> but but uh, I will ask uh, I will ask Doug, you know, your email and uh, and your phone too and uh, uh Doug please give my email to Tony and Hunt. So, you know, we got to we got to get together because uh um you know, few things few things are interesting now and could interest us uh, because a publisher will like uh, to do something about, you know, uh, the Woodstock days. So obviously, right. I think we have a lot. We have a lot to say. And uh, oh my God, as, as you say, there is one thing we have in common: we are alive. Yeah. We are alive, and that's wonderful. And yeah. that's wonderful. And that's I really love. I, lo- I really love to see you guys. We, we yeah, did you with too. Yeah, we love to see you too, man. Mm. I, I ran into Todd. I don't know a month or two ago. Oh yeah, he was doing a show, and I went went by there and said hello to him, and it was nice to see him. You know. Oh yes, there. yes. I didn't uh, I didn't spoke to Todd for an uh, extremely long time too. Nearly uh, nearly yeah twenty years or more. So um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a buzz. You know, I'm gonna give him a buzz. Like well, every twenty years is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every twenty years. Yeah, I, I hear. Uh, 
I hear we're getting the original Utopia's getting <laughs> doing, doing another gig. <laughs> the original Utopia. Yeah. 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 The original the, Utopia. Yeah, yeah. The original. You know. That, the that original that only did did eight shows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yep. goodness. You guys need to stay in touch more often. But, you know, what's interesting is all of you have music, still doing music, and you have music coming out. You know, Hunt and Tony got their album coming out. Todd's got a new album coming out uh, probably yeah. next month or the next month. And, of course, M, M Frog's doing music as well. It's, that's pretty interesting. Y'all been surviving. We're going to awesome. do, we're, we're do a Sales Brothers uh, show on, on your show, right, Doug? Absolutely. You know, we're going to do it. We're going to play this uh, new CD. I'm very, very excited about it. It's just I hold it so close to my heart. This stuff is fantastic. Yeah, that'll it's, be a good uh, one. I would love, I would love to hear it. But you know what? You, 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 please do send it to me, please. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So Fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll do another rock and radio show with Frog in about twenty years, so you guys can get in touch with each other again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm off and running. Love you guys. Okay. Okay. I'll speak to you, Love okay. you, Hunt. And uh, we'll Hunt speak. Big kiss. Yep, there you go. Hunt Spells, uh, we still got Tony with us, right? Yes, yeah. you do. All right. Y'all want to tell us album coming out? It's coming out Tuesday. This Tuesday? Yeah. Wow. Sales Brothers, Hired Guns. Hired it's, on guns. The, it's on the Perseverance label. Mm-hmm. You can get it on the internet. Nice, very good. Maybe we should do a show Tuesday night. Yeah, perseverance, perseverance label, right? Right. I yeah, think that's the right that's the right name of a label for the Sales Brothers. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Yes. And it should be blind perseverance. That's <laughs> what it should be. But uh, it's per- perseverance nonetheless. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll love this stuff, Johnny. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm dying to hear it. You know, really, do do send it to me. You know, get uh, I get, will. My, get my coordinates by Doug, and I will. Uh, please, please, I, I really, uh, you, you'll make me very happy by doing so. You, you thank really, you, thank you so much for saying that, man. I'll have it sent out uh, soon. No, I have it sent out right away. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, okay. this is Wendy, and uh, someone in the chat room is asking, where will your new album uh, be released? Where? Uh-huh. Uh, it'll be released, uh, uh, it'll be on the Internet everywhere, but uh, uh, it's, they're shipping, uh, I'm not sure how many they're shipping out yet, but uh, it'll be a major market. It will but, be available uh, tomorrow, though. I think they're thinking it's available now. It's not available until tomorrow. No, it's not available until tomorrow, and you can get it on the Internet at Perseverance Records. Perseverance Records. Hey, Todd, do you yep. know where Dave Mason is by chance? Um, no, you know what? I, I have never heard from him again since uh, Utopia. I mean, I, I have no idea, you know? He was a nice guy. I have no idea. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, heard of, have you heard from him, Jimmy? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Never since Utopia. I mean, the first Utopia, uh, I never heard of him. You know, he may right. be a rap artist somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's still in the music, whether it's considered the music business, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I hope he's well. I, I, I have not ever heard another thing from him. Okay. Yeah. But that, that would be funny. If, if we find Dave, 
Uh, we got to get Todd into it. We, we have to do at least <laughs> one gig of the original Utopia. Well, yeah, well, you, you know, the Utopia theme is uh, uh, a day and a half long, so we can <laughs> do the one song. You know, <laughs> you know I actually, I, I heard you guys talking about that when I first uh, was on the phone. The, the way that came about was that there was uh, uh, a home that Hunt and I were staying at in Bearsville, uh, that uh, Albert Grossman owned, and Todd came over one day. Uh, this is while we were rehearsing and stuff. But Todd came over one morning, and he and I sat there, and I had this riff that I, I uh, that ba da ba 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 that riff right, that right. starts the thing out, and uh, and then we went from there, you know, and uh, he and I put the thing together, and and that afternoon, uh, I think as John Lee said, we I, we came to rehearsal and we and we played it. Yes, yes, I remember. I come, I came to the rehearsal, and uh, and you guys told me we got the theme, we got the Topia theme. I say, oh yeah, yeah. and you started playing it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I love, that, that's see, I, I love that kind of stuff. I, I, I mean, that's the stuff that I really love about creating, uh, you know, these musical pictures with other guys. I mean, you, you get, you go someplace and you throw some music out on the table, and and. Uh, and everybody gets to uh, be excited together about it. It's really wonderful. You know, that's that's what's so what, great about being a musician, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot that's great about it, but uh, the creative uh, uh, aspects of it are, are my favorite. They're just the, the uh, you know, uh, walking into the unknown with, with other people is, is where it's at for me. I really dig it. And, and, uh, and, that was, and I always appreciated working with you, Johnny. You, you were really great. And, well, uh, I can I can say uh, you know thank you because I can say exactly the same to you you know and uh, uh, I want uh, I want to be very honest for me uh, when when it was the time of the original Utopia you know of the M Frog album of all of those uh, not only I enjoyed uh, working with you but I enjoyed uh, uh, sharing uh, uh, our life together and as you mentioned as you mentioned. Uh, that group, that group, that formation, I mean, was extremely yeah. creative. We were extremely crazy, but very creative and very funny. Yeah. And uh, I, think, I think after we lost a lot of that. We lost a lot of that creativity, of that madness. And uh, the best time I ever had in Utopia uh, was the time with, uh, with the first formation, with the first group. And you know, I, because uh, for me after it was not the same. And as I, as I say earlier in the interview, uh, the only contact I had after, uh, and the only person I could really go crazy with uh, was Todd. Uh, for me, uh, <laughs> for me, they were not crazy enough. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the brothers. I'm not crazy. The brothers, it's hard to out crazy the brothers. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Tony Fox said that you colored your hair pink back then. Is that right? Or were you the skunk? Uh, no, I was, Hunt was the skunk. I had a skunk stripe running uh, uh, in the middle of his head with a tail on it. And, and my hair was, uh, was bright fuchsia. You could see me for about four blocks away. I, in, in New York City, uh, truck drivers are throwing beer bottles at me, you know? Oh, you remember in Chicago Airport? Wow, it comes back to my mind now. You run into trouble because yeah. the pe people <laughs> people got after uh, your pink hair, you know, your fuchsia <laughs> hair. And it was very funny because I had green hair and I had no trouble. Right, it's weird. Well, the green thing's acceptable. 
<laughs> yes, the green was acceptable, but the it pink was, was it was hybrid. It was hybrid hair. They thought. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember. I remember you. You had trouble. Uh, you had trouble at. I think that was Chicago hair. No, see, it yeah. wasn't. It, but it wasn't because my hair was was pink. It's because my pants were down. That's the <laughs> trouble. <laughs> now, Boogie said one time that you guys painted your instruments to look like vegetables. Do you recall this? Yeah, I, well, I don't recall that we painted it to look like we we made them to look like vegetables. Yeah, or I don't know. Things. Yeah, different. I, I mean, we. I, I think possibly that sounds familiar. I don't remember that. We we might have been pretty drunk that day, but I <laughs> I'm not sure. I know that we actually I had a, a double necked bass. It was a bass and a guitar right. together. Right. And right. It, it was it was the color of my hair. It was that fuchsia color. It was a little. It was a little much, you know. It was, you know, what I was twenty-two years old or something. I don't know, but uh, but it, it was great. It was the whole the whole experience was was wonderful, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, John Eves, man. It was just. It, it was a trip seeing him play, though. He was inside yeah. this dome, and <laughs> and uh, it was just. It was wild. It was just wild. You guys are wild. So, do you, did y'all keep any? It's hard to find. Do y'all have any pictures from back then? I actually found a picture of those Johnnies. I'm going to find it and make a copy and send it to you. Uh, I I don't I forget where I found it on the internet somewhere uh, of of just the dome with just how we looked straight on you know and uh, and I've got a, a live show that we did somewhere as well. Uh huh. Because you know what. Uh, I don't have any recording of us at this time, and I'm very, I'm very upset about that. You know, I really, I really would like to have some recordings. And uh, well, I'll make a copy of this thing that I have. It's not. It was some, some, uh, uh, someone gave it to me at one of the gigs and recorded it. But it was really funky at that time in 1969, 71. I mean, the recording. Uh, uh, quality wasn't real good, so it was like one of those little Sony machines, you know. Right. So right. it sounds like you're on a bus somewhere. You have it on cassette. Did you? Yeah, it's on a cassette. Yeah. 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 But yeah, we I, can, uh... I tried to put it on. I tried to 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 record it on stone, but <laughs> I couldn't get uh, the more uh, you know dated. Yeah. Did Moogie Klingman join Utopia uh, at the same time as? Uh, the Sales Brothers and no. uh, Jean-Yves, or was that later? No, it was later. later. Uh, it was Dave, Dave Mason and Jean-Yves. Was, yes. He wasn't there yet. No, no, he was not there. But he was on the album, the Todd Rundgren's Utopia album, right? Right, yeah, right but that I, was after the original band had, had uh, split. Yes, yes. But I would love to have some uh, some recording of the original band because we are doing... You remember the Reagan... When I had that Reagan, Crazy Reagan connected to the synthesizer, and we are doing a We Are Crazy in Quad. Yeah, and, yeah. And, we, and shooting over the audience, and people, uh, you know, uh, ducking their head and everything. That was very funny. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> <that> was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was a laser. Yeah. Yeah, a laser. It was like a laser gun, and I did add the trigger connected to uh, some of my synthesizer. So every time I was um, pulling the trigger, it was, uh, you know, it was, um, it, it was generating uh, some crazy. A beam is shot out a beam of light out of it. It was cooking. Yeah, yeah, it was that was fantastic. Th- you know, that was fun. 
and I love to have that because uh, uh, you know if you have if we have some recording, I gotta ask uh, I'll ask Todd too if he if by chance he has some old recording of the original band because he may have something. Yeah, because that's really the band I, I you know I, I felt good with. You know I didn't felt so good with uh, with the other formation. You know I really didn't feel so good. Yeah, I'll check it out and see. If, there, if yeah, there's something yeah. available, I know the person will have it. So we'll yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll dig deep to see what we can find. Mm. <laughs> be fun. Absolutely. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be. Are fun. there are there are there other people that are asking questions now? Something. Uh, Wendy's on here with me from Texas. Yeah. She's helping me out with the show today. And then there's people in the chat room, and we got some email questions, etc. But uh, if people okay. want to call in, they can. I think they kind of were enjoying the conversation with you two. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I got to tell you, I sure uh, am enjoying it. You know. Yeah. Good. Someone had asked it. what had caused the split. Uh, with you know, why did uh, Dave Mason and the Sales Brothers leave Utopia? Um, I guess I don't remember why. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, not you know, I, I don't remember why we, uh, what, what it was about. Stuff I mean, what's it ever about? You know, I don't yeah. know. It's financial romance. I mean, who knows? You know, it's. Uh, uh, I, you know, I, I don't remember what the particulars are, uh, and, and 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 funnily enough, if they were really important, I probably would remember. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's so so that's that's pretty much how I not to get any 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 box here, but uh, you know, that's why I just uh, dig on what what I'm doing in the moment because nothing's that important, really. I mean, really, you know. I mean, I, I, it's important to me now to hear Joan Eve after 20 years. I, I love that, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I think of you often now. I think of, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in my life that I that I is has been woven into the fabric of my life, you know. And and so when when people and friends from the past come up, man, it's it's wonderful. You know? Yes, yeah, that's just a thing when you get old. See, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm delighted. I'm delighted to hear you to have a. To have heard your brother, it just uh, man, it, it, it's strange. It's just like yesterday, you know. It yeah, just, absolutely, uh, man. You know that energy, that energy we had. If huh? if we were t- if we were together, you know, if we yeah. were together, and you tell me, okay, Jean, if pick up your Cinti, we're gonna do a gig tonight. I will yeah. try to do it. I will try. Yeah. To do it. I will. <laughs> and I'm I will not do you. that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, you, man. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. had mentioned something about the publication was interested in your story. What what is that about? Yeah, yeah, Jean you you mentioned that. Uh, I mentioned that uh, a French uh, a French editor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know people people uh, which are pretty uh, pretty competent basically in uh, uh, writing story about rock and roll a bit, you know, with. Uh, with a French view of it, you know, um, get in touch with me and uh, ask me if I would be interested to either do a movie or write a, bo- a book about the Woodstock days, you know. Uh-huh. So at the beginning, I say, well, I don't know. And now, and now I'm really uh, considering it uh, very seriously because... Uh, well, thank you, Tony. <laughs> thank you, Hunt. Uh If I do it... If I do it, my idea of doing it, either a movie, a documentary, or a book, is not to write about it. Is I will uh, I will have to 
to, to, to take time, so obviously, take a leave from my uh, activity now, but I'm ready to do so. Take a leave and uh, go, for example, uh, go and see Tony and talk about it. To- go and see Han, talk about it. Go and see Todd and talk about it. And, yeah. and, and to have all our feed. Uh, of, of, you know, I lived in Woodstock for about 11 years. So in yeah. Hockley, there are many friends I would not be able to see. Paul Butterfield is gone. Uh, yes. Richard Manuel is gone. Rick Danko is gone. Uh, Albert's gone. Uh, all those people uh, I, I live with uh, day after day. The Micron son is gone. Um, uh, Robert Ely is gone. Uh, but some some people are still there. Yes, Anthony, what about that? And, uh, well, you see, I've got this. I have this picture on my wall, and it it actually never changes. So I, something's <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think then then we can make um, matter of fact. Tomorrow I will uh, I will talk uh, to to those person in France, and uh, I will call them and uh, tell them about it. And uh, yes, I think we could do something very interesting because there is a lot of, uh, not intimate, but, uh, you know, backstage story about uh, the everyday life of, of that happened in Woodstock and all those people who went through Woodstock. And, uh, oh, absolutely. What, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny you should say this because I am actually have been for, for months now compiling information and and my my own uh thought process about writing my own biography and that's uh, great yeah you know so i because I, I i really have a, a i have some some things i want to write about but uh, uh my, my life being one of them but uh uh i i would you got my assistance anytime you need it johnny oh well thank you tony and and most of, most of all, I will uh, I'll be delighted because it's not I would like to meet you. We're gonna meet again, Tony. <laughs> yeah. as, long, as long as we call it Jean-Yves and those American guys. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, that, that will be uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see uh, for that uh, for that project to happen. I'm gonna, cool, 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 man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice. All right, good deal. All right, yeah. Tony, I'll uh, be in touch, get you all his information, then we can get a show together with you and your brother. Or we can do that it. sounds that sounds like fun, Doug. Yeah, man. Excellent. I really appreciate it. Thanks so sure. much. Thanks for calling in, man. Big kiss, hey, hey, Tony. Hey, and as, as as the waiter asked the two ladies that were having dinner, is anything all right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> much love, Tony. Much, much love. <laughs> Yeah, much love to you, man. And, okay. and, and do please, please call me. Yeah, definitely. I will. Uh, I will. Uh, uh, I will write. Doug, send me an email, please, with Tony Hunt address, and uh, uh, give them obviously all my coordinates, and then we'll. Uh, well, we'll definitely gonna keep in touch, man. You can be sure. Right. You okay. Sure yeah. And, and thank you, you and, and thank you, everybody who's just listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, it's it's I gotta tell you folks, it's great when you run into somebody after this length of time that uh, that uh, you shared some uh, time with us. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you guys uh, and I'll speak with you soon, Doug. Okay. Yep, thanks a lot, Tony. Bye, Tony. Bye bye. Tony and Hunt got music coming out tomorrow if you didn't hear. We'll have them on real soon and we'll be talking about that and playing some of that music for you. Everybody's still doing good music. I like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good.
Yeah. All right, so Wendy, I'm gonna let you ask a few questions right quick. I'm gonna uh, disappear just for a second. Okay. And um, um, I'll be right back. Okay, good. You guys, go ahead. Uh, Shanee, I was wanting to find out about uh, what I'd heard that you had at one point lived at a monastery, had considered uh, becoming a monk. Yes. Yes. Was this before you came to Woodstock? Yes, that's uh, before before I came to Woodstock and. Uh, I actually stayed in the monastery, uh, but uh, the abbey of the monastery was a very wise man, and uh, uh, and he, he told me that uh, it was not time for me to become a monk. So <laughs> yeah, he told me, you know, to live my life, and uh, uh, that apparently I was not ready to um, to become a monk. But uh, actually, uh, when I come back from um, the Bosniak War, where the experience I had to leave there were tragic and uh, really shook me up a lot because uh, nobody really knows what was Sarajevo at the time unless you were there. Uh, I consider again uh, leaving this work and uh, getting in uh, getting in a monastery. And matter of fact, I took a very long retreat um, where I live now, which is in the center of France. Uh, in a very, very little small place and in an old uh, prieuré. And I stayed there uh, alone with myself for about four years uh, to try to get my mind together. And uh, when uh, when I was ready to go to the monastery again, music call again, and I know this is my vocation. So that's when I decided to dedicate my life uh, to music, but with this little uh, plus. Uh, which is at Vitam Records now for for music to uh, to do more than music to to uh, to really be useful in um, as I said earlier uh, trying to bring uh, people together when uh, there is uh, no hope um, any other way to do so mm. that's, uh, that's that's where I am now <laughs> well, and it's uh, and it's really beautiful believe me it's a, it's a great uh, it's, it's a great thing to do, I believe. Um, I'm sure that it was an honor for you, uh, in light of that, to have been invited to perform in front of uh, Pope John Paul II. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, it was a great moment because uh, <coughs> we managed, with a group, we managed to escape from uh, Sarajevo. Matter of fact, I. Uh, I worked very hard on that uh, on that evasion, and uh, the choir escaped by uh, the famous tunnel. I don't know if you heard of it, but it was a, a tunnel which was dug under the airport, and um, the choir managed to escape that way. Then we went uh, to France, where we gave a series of thirty-something um, concerts, I believe. And uh, the Sarajevian people, uh, I must explain you one thing, excuse me, but this choir was made of Serb, Croat, and Bosniak, which were the three parties fighting themselves um, the way we know uh, in ex-Yugoslavia. And uh, this choir um, was really, for me, um, first they were wonderful people, and then uh, they, they 
to see a choir with all those parties which were killing each other, singing together, really moved me. That's why I took the decision to do uh, the, the record entitled The Forgotten Voice with them, and then to let the world know as much as we could uh, that uh, despite all the all the war and the abomination of, of the war, uh, the spirit of man was stronger and expressing himself through uh, one of the most beautiful modes of expression, which is music. So for me, it was a symbol of resistance to uh, barbarity too. And uh, when we were in France, the choir told me, well, the Pope could not come to Sarajevo, but Sarajevo could go to the Pope. Can you arrange this? So I say, yes, sure, you want to? Okay, here we go. And uh, we managed to, um, they, they really wanted to, and I thought he had a lot of, uh, um, it was a great symbol. We all went to the Vatican and we sang for uh, Pope Jean-Paul II, you know? Wow. Mm -hmm. that was, uh, all right, yeah. hey, Fog, and Winnie, let me take a quick break. I'm going to play a little bit of Frogs, We Are Crazy, and then I'm going to take a call from the <laughs> okay. Tampa, Florida area. So here we go. Okay. Radio for Todd fans. This is RungrenRadio.com. All right, we got a call from 727. Hi, Doug. This is Tommy Zvancek calling. What's up, Tommy Z? I had a question for Jean Yves. Hello. <laughs> Didn't you, did you do music for an off-Broadway play called The Poison Tree? Yes. I yes, yes. So. <laughs> there you go. Did that, did that surprise you? Did somebody knew about that? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I've been a Utopia fan forever, and uh, I first heard you on the well on the Utopia theme. And, uh huh. Uh, so anyway, but I just wanted to bring that up. I do, I don't know how much broad, Broadway stuff you did, but I had a friend that was in the business and uh, had something to do with the play. A guy by the name of Charles Singleton, and he had. You know, I was an aspiring keyboard player at the time, and I was. We were talking about synthesizers and keyboards, and your name had come up, and I was a big Todd fan, and I said, "Oh, I know who he is." And <laughs> you mentioned that uh, you had you were doing something in quad before quad was happening in the yeah. real world or something. He said um, you had synthesizers playing all over the room and sound <laughs> spinning around. That's right. That's right. But, uh, I understand well, it was Oscar nominated. Uh, yes, it is, it's been, um, uh, I, I don't know, some, something good happened to that show, but uh, after after that, I, I, I didn't know, you know, I've done it because uh, I don't remember the, the name of the person who was working on it, and um, 
I find the, the play very, very interesting. And to approach, um, I remember the sequence. He was a man. My God, my, my, I'm surprised. I still have some kind of memory. You uh, <laughs> survived uh, the 70s. Yeah, it goes back to the 70s. Yes, it was about a man being in jail, and uh, he was going crazy and going back, you know, to 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 the roots or something like that. And I just. Um, and I just find the subject very, very interesting, and uh, and that's um, that's why it really motivates me to 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 do it. Yes, yes, gotcha. yes. That's right. That's right. I have one other question for you because I know uh, I don't know if you still do this, but I know you went through a period where you were you mentioned you were recording choirs and church organs. Yes, yes. Now, do you play church organ at all? When I was a kid. When, when I was a kid, that's how I got. Uh, that's really how I got into music. Actually, when I was a kid, I was uh, brought up in seminary school. Right. And uh, instead of uh, playing, um, you know, uh, like the kids do, you know, in, in the yard of the school, a brother gave me the permission. Uh, it was very nice, actually, uh, to go and play the organ if I wanted to in in, in the church, was just next uh, to the Marist school. And uh, this has been my uh, uh, my first experience with music, and the good one because I was a kid, you know. So uh, my my uh, leg were not long enough; I could not touch. To read the, the paddle. The, I could not read the paddle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, I think that's even what uh, geared me towards synthesizer because you know, with a church organ, you have different registration, different stops, you know. And I could play with this and create my own song, own sound, and uh, that's where I understood that music is more than music, but it can be a prayer too, and uh, the most beautiful prayer there is, and uh, we we all know that with classical music. I play in two churches every Sunday. Ah, excellent! At a Very black good. gospel, a Christian church, and a black gospel church. Excellent! And, excellent! Uh, Very good. Now, I, I'm going to ask you a question. If you answered it, just tell me to check the archives. What was the first synthesizer you, you bought or played? Uh, the first synthesizer and the synthesizer, the only synthesizer I uh, I played were EMS synthesizers. Right, the VCS-3? Uh, yes, the VCS-3 and even before the Putney, you know. Yes, yeah, the Putney VCS-3, that's right. That was right. the same company, wasn't it? Uh, that was the same company, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly, but, and uh, for me, they were, um, I mean, I like them. I like them because they were very, um, you know, you could be very, very creative with them. And, uh, now, his, historically, is that the first, like, commercially available synthesizer at that time? Uh, no, they were Moog and uh, Arp, you know. Well, the, the Mini Moog came out, what, in 71? Oh yes, yeah, the mini moog. Uh, yes, yeah, the mini moog came after. The mini moog came after, but before it was, uh, it was a moog. Uh, I don't even know what was the name of the model, you know. Maybe but it was a five. Yeah, some. But the moog. Funny enough, the moog never. Uh, I I didn't like their filter, you know. To to to. I I, I didn't like the sound of their filter and. Uh, it was a sound always a little too, um, I don't know, too roundish. You know, I mean, it just... Yeah, like, I understand. Uh, Each synthesizer has its own kind of peculiar sounds. 
Yeah. And uh, the Mini Moog was really it turned out to be a really good lead since you know for doing guitar type parts. But yes, yes. But maybe yes. not as um, didn't have pulse width modulation and didn't have like high pass filtering like I think I think the Putney uh, VCS3 had a little more articulation and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and you you could be a much more personal with you know once you hear a Moog you always hear a Moog. You That's know? right. Right. And the same with the harp. With a with a Putney, you could say, "Oh, what what, what the heck is that?" And if you right. knew, and if you didn't knew what synthesizer it was, you could you could always guess, "Oh, that's a Putney. That's somebody playing a Putney." Right. You now, part part of what you see, I mean, I know you played synthesizers in the band, but didn't you also process Todd's guitar? Oh yes, through that one was of my, your synthesizers. Yes, that was that was actually my main uh, my main interest. My main interest was uh, some treatment uh, through um, through a mode which uh, you must know called pitch to voltage conversion. Right. And uh, and I find it extremely interesting because my my idea with Utopia was to treat all the band. Uh, so the band, uh, so so we'll have really a sound uh, of our own, and uh, you know uh, something different. You know, I, uh, it didn't work uh, uh, too much that way, but I uh, I really uh, I really worked on uh, treating Todd because Todd was uh, was really going for it. You know, right. Todd was really. <laughs> uh, the, I'm not talking about the first Utopia, the original Utopia. But then after the um, the other group, the following group, uh, were not too much into that. Um, I don't know that they didn't have that vision of things, and uh, right. that, that's why. Um, that's so why you, that might have been one of the earliest uses then of pitch to voltage live. I believe I so. Yes. Other than maybe Keith Emerson using a ribbon controller, you were actually using pitched a pitched yes. instrument. Yes, yes, and uh, uh, that was actually that was um, <coughs> for me <coughs> that was the right direction. That was the way to go. I mean, in my vision of sound and music, and the Todd was really uh, was really keen on it and was really going for it too. So um, for me, those were my um, you know my, my best time because I thought we could progress a lot and go a little farther. And uh, the only regret I have is that after maybe we started to become uh, too commercials. You know? Gotcha. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, not, I'm a, not experimental I, enough. Yeah. Well, uh, that was, I think, Todd's most experimental time, right? Um, uh, with the, I call it the multicolored hair album. Were you, uh, on, were you on that? Uh, uh, I know you were on. Um, no, you were on the first Utopia record. I'm, I'm on the first. I'm on the first Utopia, but uh, you know, then I, I always, uh, you know, was in touch with Todd, and uh, even after after leaving Utopia, and um, that that always has been a very very creative person, you know. I always absolutely. Uh, I, I always know Todd. <laughs> I always not Todd trying things, uh, going uh, going ahead. Um, Taking chances and uh, you know that's that's really what I like. That's really what I right. what I like about about Todd Rundgren. I mean, well, you were one of the pioneers of electronic electronic music in rock, 
And that's what, uh, that's what people say. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure to get to you know at least have a little bit of a conversation with you. Uh, I'm going to get Doug to send you my website. Maybe you'd be interested in some of the stuff I do. Uh, maybe you'll hear some of your influence in it. Uh, thank you. Thank uh, you. Have a, have a great day, Johnny. Talk to you soon. You too. Okay, nice bye. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Tommy Z from Florida. Another a keyboardist, obviously. All right, good stuff. How about that? So i got a question for you. I actually have a... Unfortunately, he couldn't call in. I was hoping he would, but uh, we have a French Todd fan who lives over there in your neck of the woods, and he was interested to know if you ever owned any of Todd's albums, and if so, which ones were your favorites? On Todd's album, what are my favorites? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a tough question. <laughs> uh, that's a very tough question because uh, well, I have a lot, have a lot of favorites. Um, Obviously, I, I really, um, I really enjoyed the Wizard of True Star, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I, you know, I thought it was a most uh, creative album. Uh, then after uh, a song I like, uh, a song I like very much of Todd. That might sound fu- might sound funny to to you, but uh, I, he wrote a song called "I Want to Bang on My Drum All Day," <laughs> and I really like that because. Uh, I, that uh, I could uh, I could perceive uh, some of uh, Todd's sense of humor that I knew really well, and uh, no, I've no no particular favorite album. You know, when you're uh, when you're close to someone, you're uh, in, you know in, in in different in different album. I, I love uh, different thing is done. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very very difficult to say, but if it was one album which I really enjoyed, then if I have to say what is your favorite album of Todd, I would say the Wizard of Twister. Great. Okay, let me play you a little bit of bang on the drum for just a few seconds here. I got a promo clip with that on there, so you can hear it again. That's a real popular one now. A lot of people like it, and of course uh, it's real popular here in the states. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of the sports people use it. And then when I when this is over, we'll take a call from four two five. Hi there. This is Prairie Prince. I'm a drummer for Todd Rundgren, the Tubes, the Jefferson Starship, just about anybody else that wants to got me bang on my drum all day long. We are now listening to Rundgren Radio. There you go. That's Prairie, by the way, that was talking. He's the current drummer for Todd when he's touring. Uh-huh. Also plays with the tubes. Yeah, and when the new cars when Todd did that, uh Prairie's a real nice guy. Okay, we got a call from four two five. Hello? Hello? Yes, hello. Hello. Uh hello, hello. This, is Wood, this is Woods Crosby. Hey Woods, long time no here. Yeah, I know it's been a while. <laughs> I got married. Oh, okay. <laughs> Congratulations. It took, it took a little time to organize and then we did it last Sunday, so. I anyway, uh, my question is: is I, I saw uh, Utopia on their tour uh, with uh, M. Frog uh, in Seattle, 1974, and I was just curious. Um, it seemed to me, uh, if you can remember this, um, you played with your back to the audience an awful lot, uh, yes. doing your keyboards. Yes. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Any but I'll tell you, it was a hell of a show. <laughs> I, th- I think you guys played for like three hours, and I didn't know if Kevin Elman could last that long, but uh, he did. Uh, maybe I missed it earlier, but uh, where are you residing now? Uh, I'm in France. I reside in France, you know, in a okay. very, very small village in the center of France. Oh, in okay, the middle, uh, In the middle of the cows, horses, green fields, uh, sheep, a river, <laughs> uh, water mills. <laughs> sounds yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it sounds great. And I'm, I'm sure you have a, some sort of a studio set up where you're still <clears throat> doing your thing. I, I would imagine. Uh, what correct? I have, uh, no, I have, uh, I have a studio, but uh, it's a very, um, very peculiar studio. It's a mobile studio, and okay. I work to have a studio where I could go and record uh, anything I want anywhere in the world. Uh, so my whole studio, actually, thanks to the word of some friend, uh, excellent engineers. Uh, uh, fits into um, you know um, a cabin suitcase, you know airplane cabin suitcase. Oh, very and efficient. Very, very, very efficient. It's a minimalist, and uh, the, the sound quality I get. I mean, uh, well, I, I, I'm kind of happy to say that. Basically, every record we put out is praised for the quality of his sound, and oh, it's terrific. done with. With that, uh, with that little, uh, with that little studio, yes, yes. Okay, one more question. Um, I think in 1974, uh, Roxy Music was doing pretty well. I want to know your opinion of uh, Brian Eno, who happens to be one of my heroes. Uh, well, I, I really, I really appreciate and I really like the work uh, that uh, Brian Eno was doing. Yes. Yes, I really, I really thought he was a uh, was a fine musician and uh, putting out some some very very interesting music. Yes, definitely, I agree with you. He's a of course, now he's a producer extraordinaire, I guess, mm. and uh, I really like his um, his subtleties and everything else with uh, you know mm. bands like U2, etc., etc. But yeah, um, yeah, you know I'm. A, in all I heard at the time of uh, Brian Eno, I must say I really liked. I really liked. It was uh, was was very good, very good. Bien sûr, bien sûr. Okay, well, listen. Uh, best wishes to you. Uh, I really you. enjoyed your work with uh, Todd and Utopia. I I wish it had continued, I guess. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm trying to get a reunion going. Hey, what yeah, you and, going, and you I'm sorry. What? Congratulations for your marriage. I yeah. wish you a very happy life. Well, thank you very much. Okay. You, you and your wife going to Hawaii by chance? No, we're not. I no, I'm Hawaii. going to the East Coast. All right. Yep. Um, that'd be nice, but uh, I'll look at the pictures. <laughs> oh, 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 no, oh, no pictures. I forgot. Yeah, oh, they'll come out eventually. You know, Todd's going to get all that worked out. It's all good. Not even on uh, property early on, but it, it'll end up getting out, you know. Well, but I hope everybody has a great time. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Congratulations okay. again. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Woods Crosby. I was wondering what happened to him. He hasn't called in a long time, so it's good to hear his voice. He got married. That makes sense that that would get, make you disappear for a few months. It's a lot of work getting those planned out. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, very much so. All right, so you're listening to RuggerRadio.com. If anybody would like to call in, we have uh, Frog for a little while longer. If you can bear with us, 646-716-9262. You still good to go? We're we wearing you out. Frog. Hello. Are you still good, or we are we wearing you out? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. 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 All right. My hair is a little burning, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. We're having a lot of fun with you, though. It's been a great show. Right. Um, Wendy, Wendy, the researcher, do you still have some more questions? I know you do. Yes, I do, and I don't know how much you're going to want to talk about this, but on um, when I got uh, my third of your albums, Transition Number 1, there was mm. mention about Edie Amin uh, Dada on that. Yeah. And that you had gone uh, to uh, Uganda to uh, record, and uh, I know this has been a very tough experience for you. Is this something you're willing to talk about? Yes, yes. I can. Uh, well, for for a long time, um, I didn't want to talk about it, but now, you know, now for me it's over, and uh, yeah, I can talk about it. Um, what what uh, what do you want to know? Do you want to know the story of Uganda? <laughs> Um, in a nutshell, uh, I was reading that uh, you had um, been accused of spying. Yes, yes. And uh, you had uh, been taken into a uh, death camp. That's uh, right, that's right. Um, and have you actually been able to write and record some of your own music since then? Um, it was difficult because um, what happened, you know, I made a crazy bet. I made a crazy bet and my idea was foolish at the time. Uh, we all know we all know who was Idi Amin, you know, and um, a proposition came up to me, very simple, uh, where uh, someone, which I cannot name, but uh, uh, in the music industry, um, tell me, I like what you're doing. I like your music, and uh, matter of fact, uh, the tract which was concerned was uh, a tract, uh, uh, a remake of a Little Drummer Boy, and he, he said, "Oh, uh, could, it would be great if you could bring me the Amin uh, playing accordion on Little Drummer Boy. I'm sure I make a hit." So um, I said, uh, "You know, you're joking, or you know." I didn't take it very seriously at the time. And uh, then my dream, which I fulfill now, was to, to have my own record company. And all I can say that in this deal, uh, the money involved was, uh, was serious at the time. And I just, um, I just said to myself, well, I try this crazy shot. I go to Uganda. I record Idi Amin. I synthesize his uh, accordion, and uh, then I, um, you know, I do that track. And uh, if I succeed, I will be free. You know, that was foolish of me. I will finally be able to have my own studio and have my own record company, and do all the music I like. Crazy dream. So um, I, 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 I've done it, you know, I managed, it was very um, complicated, but I managed to get to, to Uganda, I managed to meet Idi Amin, I managed to, uh, uh, to obviously, add my synthesizer with me, 
and uh, some recording equipment, some recording equipment that uh, Todd actually, Todd uh, lent to me, you know, to uh, to do this recording, and uh, including one of the first uh, video color camera. Uh, and Todd thought that was a crazy venture, but uh, he supported me into that venture. And so it's, you you understand we <laughs> that's uh, how good friend we were right mm -hmm. and um, it turned out to be a nightmare because the eve of the recording I was arrested by the uh, Ugandese um, National Research Bureau which we could compare to the Gestapo I mean you know the secret police mm -hmm. and uh, they well, they put me in a desk camp. So then after, uh, obviously, um, I had to suffer some nasty treatment, which I never talked to anybody uh, until like uh, two or three years ago, I managed to get over, over it. But uh, after, yes, uh, so I managed to escape and I managed to come back alive. But... Um, uh, I was not the same when I came back, you know, and uh, That's already understandable. Had, uh, huh? That is understandable. Yes, yes. So, so uh, really, I, I think after that, I was uh, no, I was not able to 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 do anything anymore, and um, it's been a big a big change in my life. It's been a uh, which is yeah, which is quite understandable. Uh, I could not see the. I've seen the other side of life, you know, I've seen the other side of life because maybe one day I'll write about that, but, uh, uh, well, they've done a lot of shit to me, you know, including uh, fake execution and uh, stuff like that. Mm. So when when I came back, uh, I already had a tendency to uh, to drink a lot, and I, I really... Um, I really become a, an alcoholic, and I really didn't want to talk to no one, um, including my close family, to what happened to me. I kept it for myself, and uh, actually, actually, nobody has uh, seen anything. Uh, no, nobody. I was uh, the only thing I could be kind. Or I was proud of is uh, nobody realized uh, really what happened to me because I wouldn't talk about it, mm -hmm. and. Uh, but uh, I was uh, I was deeply shot and uh, and deeply hurt uh, physically and mentally actually. But uh, I never let uh, I never let anyone uh, know about it. Now 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 you can see I can uh, I can talk pretty freely about it. But uh, I hate uh, I would not like to go into details. You know unless. Uh, well, I, as I, I understand. Say, as I say, maybe I write uh, I write it I write it. But. Um, I, I think finally it was uh, not no no one could call uh, such a thing a good experience, but it's been an experience uh, which has been very important in my life and maybe uh, made me uh, the man I am today because I've really uh, then I was uh, I was in hell. I've really seen what uh, what the suffering of people are, you know, from. Uh, uh, Woodstocker, rock star, to get into that universe, it was uh, it was like being in hell, and I just realized that the word 
uh, was something else than uh, glitters, uh, rock and roll, and uh, and the Woodstock life. That uh, there was a tremendous misery in the world which I couldn't really see before. So, so that experience uh, really changed my life. Yes, totally changed my life. It took time, but it really has been something which has uh, radically changed me. Mm, it's quite an amazing story. To hell and back. Yeah. 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 I can see how that would make a big change. But uh, as Tony said, you know, and as Tony and Art were saying, well, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, all three have something in common here, your whole life. You know. well, I hate to do this to the next caller because they got to top that question and that story, but we got a call from Eric at 859. John Eves. Fascinating yes. uh, show. Hello, hello. Hello, John Eves. It's yes, Dan Williams. Who is it? Dan Williams. I've been a fan of yours since Utopia. Hello, Dan. <laughs> uh, Doug was right. What a difficult question to try to follow. <laughs> yes. I've also been involved in experimental music and synthesizer music since uh, your major influence in the Utopia days, uh, along with Dick Hyman and a lot of the early synthesizer players, and just wanted to say I've appreciated all the music over the years. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, particularly your album that I don't think has been mentioned yet, uh, the Underwater Electronic Orchestra. Oh, you have that album? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a fantastic album. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, the, the Underwater, yes. That was a funny, funny experience. Funny experience, yes. Yeah, I, I like that album, um, I heard it not too long ago, matter of fact, because some uh, some people asked me about it, so I heard it again, you know. And uh, yeah, 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 you know, there is always something about an album that you like and that you don't like. But uh, uh, well, I'm glad I'm glad if if you enjoy it, and you must be one of the few or rare person to have that album, you know. It's oh a, yes, it's a it's a prize it, uh, piece. It's, of a, my it's a real collection item, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real collection item. Yeah. Absolutely, and a fantastic piece of of work, by the way, and excellent album. Well, thank you, thank you. And I, I was very sorry to hear that there doesn't seem to be any studio recordings of the original lineup of Utopia. Yeah, that's a studio recording. We we have none, I believe. But I will be. Uh, I, I am. I am as sorry as you are because um, when when I, I look back at this uh, first uh, first formation, you know, this first uh, lineup of, of Utopia, uh, for me, for me, it's, uh, I, it, it was it, it was really interesting. It, it was really an interesting band, and uh, you know, I, I'm if if ever. Uh, Anybody, or you can find, or anybody find any type of recording of uh, of that formation, you know, bootleg recording or something like that. I will, I uh, will be very happy to hear it, and I guess you too, because it was um, it was an interesting, very very interesting experience. <laughs> you know? Yes, I I know there's one concert recorded that's floating around out there. I haven't uh, tracked it down yet, but I know there's at least one live concert of that original lineup. Uh-huh. Uh, could you talk a little bit about your work on the Underwater Electronic Orchestra and some of the days when Mogi and Ralph Shuckett 
joined Utopia? Uh, well, the work, uh, the work on uh, the underwater. You know, I always work with a very, very close friend, uh, excellent engineer and musician, uh, John Holbrook. So, so basically, when uh, I've done, I've done this album with John. You know, and. Uh, the the idea I had at the time, uh, since as you know I was living in Woodstock, uh, was to to um, uh, to have uh, playing with me, you know, some some of the musicians living in Woodstock, um, uh, some people too, uh, you know, I, I wanted to to um, get with some jazz musician too. So for me, uh, and all, all of that with a very strong, very strong electronic basses, you know, uh, for the sound. So I remember uh, we have U-Boat on it, you know, right, a song called U-Boat. You, you, you remember? Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. So U-Boat, uh, Todd play on it. Todd play on it. Uh, matter of fact, uh, at the beginning of, of U-Boat, when you heard somebody going, dive, 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 that's Todd, you know. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's that. So, so I, 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 when I was doing, um, when I was uh, doing some recording, um, the people really involved in my recording, most of the time, all the time, were General Brook, and uh, a very strong presence of Todd too. Todd really nice. played guitar. Um, you know, we were. Um, as I said, you know, we had some kind of. Um, complicity together and um it's been it's always been very very supportive of my work even uh, even though i left utopia and uh, you know we had um, we had some problem with utopia your second question uh well, yeah it was about the time that uh Mogi and Ralph Shuckett and John Siegler came into the picture uh what was the sort of changing dynamic at that point uh, for me, for me, it was a whole change. Uh, Todd, uh, Todd, tell me that he was reforming the group, and um, that uh, it would be it would be some other musician. And uh, I, you know, I really, um, I really felt a different with that group because it was not at all the same orientation that uh, uh, that was the first Utopia for me. So I was. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd really no no relation uh, any uh, any musical feel you know with uh, with this new formation. I really appreciate Kevin uh, Elman, the uh, the drummer. I thought um, it was interesting, and um, Ralph was a very very nice man, an excellent keyboard. I, I really liked him. Uh, John John was a good bass player. Moogie was. Uh, you know, doing his number on keyboard, uh, but I, I could not say I had a very good uh, relationship with those musicians. So basically, basically for me, the the second Utopia uh, was keeping up my relation with Todd and working with Todd, as it was uh, very difficult for me to work uh, with the other musician, and I could feel that it was a very strong animosity. Uh, between uh, Mugi and I, I don't know why. I don't know why, but uh, I had the feeling that uh, really Mugi hated my guts. Uh, so, I see. Uh, you know, so that was uh, 
I, I really, you know, I, I didn't find I didn't find my place in that formation. I didn't uh, uh, I didn't relate I didn't relate really to to what was going on. And the only thing I, I so I, I the only person I worked for in that band was really Todd because. Um, I was keep uh, working. Uh, basically, my only interest into synthesizer was sound treatment. You know, going to give a band a sound to be different, to have uh, or through the use of electronics and many pitch to voltage conversion, have the musician uh, looking different. You know, for me, it was not. Um, uh, it was not in interesting to go to go. Uh, you know, in any in any other way. Um, so that has been difficult for me. That has been difficult for me because I was not playing with a band. I was playing uh, alongside a band and playing with Todd. You know, if you understand what I'm saying, you. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm come from the school of John Cage and the more music concrete, uh, which I liked about the first album. And you can be totally proud of that album because that's one of the landmark albums of all time and your synthesizer work is fantastic well thank you thank you because that you know after for me we become like um how could i say like another rock and roll band you know and uh, uh me too i was interested into uh, first i come from concrete music uh, obviously uh, and even in electronic music uh, different people uh, it could be Xenakis it could be Berio it could be uh, John Cage it could be uh, uh, the minimalist work of Lamont Young it could be you know and, and, and I thought um, Utopia was a really good platform and um, Todd Rundgren um, which is a, a brilliant character uh, could could really uh, or was willing to to go that direction in that direction, but then after you know one in a group, come management and uh, uh, I could foresee already some conflict with the other musician because um, I can in, in their point of view I understand them you know they must have this themselves but what what uh, excuse my word you know. But but what the fuck is Frog doing? You know, <laughs> they, they never they never understood that uh, what Frog was doing is to have nothing to do with them and just uh, uh, to be uh, uh, to be musically and um, humanly, uh, you know, on the same wavelength as Todd. And all I could do uh, to work um, to work with Todd was great, and for me. Uh, the rest of the band didn't presented uh, uh, much interest, but uh, humanly, I uh, went along very well. I mean, Ralph was really a sweetheart. Kevin uh, uh, Elman was a hell of a drummer. John uh, John played very good bass. Uh, Moogie, uh, I, I nev I'm not able to say anything because I don't like to say our thing on people, but uh, let's say we never ever connected. I see. Well, it's certainly been a pleasure to talk to you. I don't want to take up what little time is left. I'd just like to say that uh, you and Todd almost brought music concrete to the masses, and I wish that had happened. And please uh, pick up the EMS synthesizer and uh, do some recording. <laughs> you, you got it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
Very good, very good. All right, speaking of your music, why don't we take a, a play a real quick clip from your stuff? Let's do the one uh, some of you Todd fans that go way back will recognize the name of the song, Magic Me. Uh huh. what you're doing now both are good though <laughs> we've got a clip we're going to play too we'll wait till uh probably after we're we're done i'll play it last but it's um some of your new stuff that you did with the one voice and it's i'm not sure how to pronounce it or, or what it's about here it's b-a-l-l-a-d-e is that a baladie baladie yeah baladie it's um uh, it's a song from a palestinian group right called karawan i believe yes okay uh-huh yes yes all right, so we'll play that before we get wrapped up and go back into that mode. All right, Wendy, we got a couple minutes left with okay. Mr. Frog. Well, I wanted to ask him about having been knighted. Oh. Is that what the De Rossi is about? Uh, no. <coughs> Actually, it's very funny. Uh, I will answer your two questions. Uh, I've been knighted um, after my work uh, in the Middle East, there is in French uh, an order for the art, which is called um, uh, when you're knighted, you you become a knight, right? A chevalier des arts et des lettres. You know, a foreign letter. It's a it's a reward that uh, the the French Republic uh, give to uh, people. Um, Highlight, highlighting themselves in uh, in a world of art, you know. So that happened after um, the tour um, of those hundred uh, Israeli and uh, uh, Palestinian musicians uh, we've done in France. <laughs> so that's why. So uh, I was made a Chevalier des Arts et des Lettres. At one thing. And De Rossi is my uh, my real my family name is Labat De Rossi. De Rossi is the name of my mother, and uh, I will tell you something very funny. Uh, my grandfather Rafael De Rossi uh, was a composer and um, and a musician, <laughs> and he is actually the man who wrote the melody and the song. Uh, every everybody know in the world. Called Stranger in the Night. Stranger in the Night, absolutely. Right, and actually the original song was wrote by my grandfather. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. That's right. Yeah. And then Sinatra took it. I know uh, he made an agreement. That's what he told me at the time, and it's true, it's confirmed, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandfather always told me a good agreement is much better than a process. Than uh-huh. a, uh, you know, uh, than going to court, you know. That's, mm-hmm. He always told me that. So yeah, very that. good. 
All right, everybody, we've got about 20 seconds left live. We appreciate you listening to RunningRadio.com. Our guest, of course, M. Frog, we really appreciate him being on as well. I'm going to try to get another show this week, maybe with the Sales Brothers, so be looking on the page for that. And uh, maybe we'll have one this week. And then, of course, Todd Fest is coming up, if you all know about that. All right, Frog, I want to try one more thing with you, though, if you don't mind, before I let you run. If you would, I'd like to, you, you heard the, the promo I did with Prairie Prince, you know, where he says you're listening to RunningRadio.com. Um, would you mind doing that for me in French? Just say, this is Froglebot, you're listening to RungrenRadio.com. Or Rungren Radio is fine. You want me to say it in French? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, c'est un frog, et vous êtes en train d'écouter uh, RungrenRadio.com. Beautiful, I love is it. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, right. Okay, Wendy, I'll let you get the last word in, and we'll uh, call it a wrap. Okay. Well, um... Basically, I've noticed that through the years, uh, after you left Woodstock, you have made so many efforts uh, to follow the pure spirit of music and humanity, and it is so amazing that you have actually put yourself in harm's way in, in more than one instance. Um, is What do you plan to do next? Well, keep uh, keep uh, what I'm doing now with uh, with Advitam, you know. Try to um, to bring hope, reconciliation uh, to the people through what I know best and love best, uh, which is music, and um, and do my job as well as I can, as honestly as I can, and as hard as I can. Because believe me, in that field of action, there is a lot of work to do, and sometimes I feel uh, I feel very lonesome. I wish there will be more people doing doing what uh, what what I'm doing now. But um, that's all, you know. Very simply, going going at it, and uh, it's a lot of job because, unfortunately, um, we are not going to stop and. Um, the time we're living are, are very difficult. So, if I can, with the music, as I say, bring some relief, as small as uh, as small as it is, it doesn't matter. It has to be done. I agree. Very uh, nice. Uh, very nice, Mr. Infog. I really pleasure. appreciate you being on the show. Thanks so much for your patience. Well, I'm being thanking on so you. I'm, I'm thanking you all, and uh, I was so happy to get in touch with Aunt Anthony. Yes. All right, I'll get you Thanks to you, Doug. Thanks, mm-hmm. Wendy, and uh, well. Hey, I wanted Nikki Nichols wanted me to tell you hello as well. He was going to call in, but he, he sounds like okay. Really He's very well, sick. Hello. <laughs> Hello to Nikki too. Yeah. Hello, hello to all my friends. All right, good deal. All right, we'll close out with a ballad. And thanks again for listening to RuggerRadio.com. Our guest was M. Frog Labat. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.